ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, goofballs and scumbags. Hey, hey. Y'all know what time it is, man. We back at it again. Episode 76 of the Football Misfits. We almost had 100. I'm going to keep saying that until we get to 100. <clears throat> but I am your host, LV, a.k.a. Paper Fronto, a.k.a. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, a.k.a. Buck Nasty. And... You know, of course, I'm joined by none other than Mr. Misfits himself, the man who makes it happen. Used to be Mr. Rum Coquito, but the holiday season seems to be over, y'all. Y'all know I'm talking about the one, the only. Ronnie, Ronnie, say what's good for the one time. Yeah, the holidays are over, so Coquito season is done. I'm going back to the Stellas, going back to the to the whiskeys. Stay strong, be brave. And the Guinness. No, that's just me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, it wouldn't be the football biscuits without the data, the facts, the real reps, the sources that Fabrizio Romano be chasing. I'm talking about the Spencyclopedia Britannica, Spencer Povich. He's at the data desk. Y'all know him as Spencer, and so do I. Spence, say what's good for the one time. What's going on, everybody? Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> Before we get started, we got a little special guest today. Uh, you know, th- third time on the football misfit. No, 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 no. My- he ain't no little special guest. He ain't no little special guest. <laughs> did I just pull a Jurgen Klopp? <laughs> <laughs> you did, man. Uh, yes, you did. Let me, let me put some respect on him. Three-time <laughs> guest of the football misfits. The creator of the intro that you guys be jamming to when we start this show. I hope y'all be jamming to it. I'm talking about our British correspondent, Mr. Young Homie Always Grinding For All Thy Dollar. Should look it up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about none other than our special guest, Mr. H-Man Coker. H-Man, say what's good for the one time. Yo, yo. Um, first of all, that introduction, man, go. Amazing. Still <laughs> 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 amazing, But it feel great, I will feel even greater. Once you hit five appearances, I think we got to do it like S- SNL, get him a jacket. I would love a jacket. I already wrapped up putting this with cape. I'm doing the England game. <laughs> <laughs> the real cape. But there you have it, folks. Uh, we usually start with match of the week. However, we got something special this week. And it's not no little tournament, as you've heard <laughs> from uh, certain managers. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Put some respect on the continent. <laughs> we're, talking about <laughs> we're talking about the AFCON, African Cup of Nations tournament. It's back. Began today, day of recording on Sunday. We excited? I think we're excited. <laughs> I think we are. We have H-Men here. This is a big occasion, AFCON. I'm very excited, bro. Like, I'm very excited. I was just, like, talking about this with my cousins all day. Like, first of all, there's a very um, stack of, like, good African teams. And for real, being from, like, Sierra Leone, like, who would never make it? <laughs> It's like you be like, yo, we're finally in this. So it's like you you like see how hate comes from like nowhere for like all the African teams doing it. And you'd be like, uh, what where's this coming from? And then like I was just talking to some of my homies about it. Um, they were Nigerian. They're like, look around in London, there's like no they're not playing this in the big screens right now. And then I'm like, Oh wow, word. It's just good seeing that like there's still like people watching it even though there's like nothing, not enough media on it. It's great scene and the Cameroon highlights were amazing. I wasn't able to see it on like anything, but like uh, I love seeing the highlights. Yeah, I think, I mean, two good points you mentioned right there. The first one off that, you, your, your home country, Sierra Leone made the tournament first time in 27 years, since 1996, I think. What, so, bro, like, first of all, there's a player that um, used to play for England and I think he played for um Tottenham too, and now he's playing for Sierra Leone because his grandfather is Sierra Leone. Like it just this just happened was like 2020, so he just like literally like um left and just became. I think his name is Steve Cocker or something. That's big big news. I mean the scenes we talked about a while ago uh, on the Euros. We remember when uh, Scotland qualified for the Euros, their first major tournament in since '98, I believe. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. scenes. You know, the scenes at Hampden Park were crazy, but in Sierra Leone, when, when that team came back, oh, man, it was 10 times crazy. It was beautiful. 10 times crazy. Yo, I just saw a picture of someone's wife. He's on the team. His name is Mozart. 
most of our timbo. And then um, his wife is praying on him because he's going to the AFCON. <laughs> and like, she's like literally kissing his feet and praying on him. And he's just trying to like pick her up. <laughs> and the picture is like, you when you see it, like there's a lot of things to talk about. Like when you like, uh, like he's just trying to pick her up. And it's, I guess it's a bigger moment for her. <laughs> Oh, uh, Stephen um, Cocker. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and Spencer hits him with the data desk. Damn. Yeah, thank you, Spencer. Spencer <laughs> Yo, is pretty vital to, play to for the show. Spurs. He came up with that map. <laughs> Yo, he used to play for Spurs. That He was, damn, that was a dark age. That was back when I hated life. <laughs> Everything was bad. All bad for Spurs. Stephen Cocker. My goodness. I think he played, he might have been a, a fullback or I think he was a center back, actually. Yeah. I think he's um, going to be a defender. Um, Jeez! Um, you know what's so crazy? Back. I'm wearing the Team GB shirt, and he was on that Olympic team. Ooh, you got the Team <laughs> GB shirt? You got the Team GB? Okay, okay, please, please. That is so <laughs> respectable. <laughs> that wait, is crazy. Wait, if you Andy listen Murray to shirt. this, you don't understand. Ronnie got the Team GB shirt. Like this is like gold. You just you rocking that is. You could get robbed <laughs> and mad and this shit was hard to come by all these years later, man. I think we're getting sidetracked a little bit. Um yeah, I'm bad, bro. No, I mean this is a good conversation. I love it. But um Cameroon defeating Burkina Faso and <laughs> Ethiopia, ten men Ethiopia losing to Cape Verde one nothing. Um before we talk about the games and like previewing it, um, like we did with the Euros. I'm sure we got us here. We have memories of AFCON's past. Um, you got some? Ooh, yes. So for me, I think uh, this isn't necessarily on-field play or a magical moment, but uh, it did have to do with uh, Cameroon. I think it was the 2002 and 2004 squads <coughs> um, having their kits without any sleeves, just giving a big fuck you to FIFA. Uh, who I think this didn't approve of it. They were like, yeah, it's hot out here. Y'all wouldn't last a day in this weather. We gonna wear no sleeves. And they, yo, they look popping out there, man. The funniest part about it, I think we caught it uh, when we were talking about it earlier off uh, off the mic. The goal, Everyone's got no sleeves, but the goalkeeper's wearing pants. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this don't make any sense. But that that was always something that I remembered. And I thought about it earlier this week. And I was just like, what a moment, huh? Like, you've never really seen that since. Sleepless jerseys. Love to see it. What about you, H-Man? Uh, those kids were iconic. Yeah, those kids were iconic. I really, um, probably Cameroon and seen Sam Atlato and them, like, what the, what he did. Uh, Senegal, like, um, I think back in, like, watch, watching AFCON, I always liked to watch and, what's his name? Uh, uh, I'm pronouncing his name wrong right now. Ojaf. Uh, and um, Spencer, this is this is the way he types up stuff in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, let, me, let me pull it up. Um, yeah, for Senegal. Yeah, he's um he's probably like my favorite player that I always watch for Mafcon. So, um, Haji Diaf. Yeah, always the greatest for me. Yeah, I mean he, he, another one. I think even for you and for me as well, the fact that. You know, Sierra Leone, as we mentioned, made the tournament. Yo, so this, is the, biggest, like, this huge. is the biggest one for me ever. Like, I'm not going to, like, lie. It's like, because first of all, like, I got to say, FIFA is something. And then Sierra Leone's soccer team is, like, always, like, some, like, like, you could tell, like, they have talent. But it's, like, getting the team together, you know. Everyone wants to play for overseas. So, it's, like, that's already a problem. So, it's, like seeing everyone come together and even people come from like they were like born in other countries but like have roots to Sierra Leone come back and play it's like amazing scene yeah as someone who home country Somali never seen him in the AFCON I mean I can imagine the feeling no one day bro Somalia would get in there but this feels good yeah Facts. I think and just being able to see that for Sierra Leone it just kind of yeah. shows especially all the things that the, it as a country has been through you know, for them to be able to come together finally. And, you know, football, as we've seen, it brings people together, whether you're beefing or whatever the case may be. So just seeing that, yeah. I think that was huge. But, Ronnie, uh, any favorite moments you have of the, of the tournament? Yeah, real quick. Um, on, the, on the Football Misfits, weird team, Somalia, Ghana, Sierra Leone. Yes, sir. Around those teams. Honduras is in Africa, but I'm sure we on that team, too. 
Yo, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. As for my favorite moment of AFCON, and I was also telling you guys this before we got on, um, 2013 in South Africa, when Burkina Faso had like a Cinderella type run to the final. They're in the group of Nigeria and they're on top of the group. You had Zambia in that same group who had won the um, AFCON the year before, I think. And I'm like, oh shit, Burkina Faso, a country that, um, to be honest, at the time, I don't think I had ever heard of. I'm like, okay, this is this is new. It's like a, this is an, it's a Cinderella story. And I love to see it. They defeated Togo in the quarters, Ghana in the semis. Sorry, Spence. And they made it to the final where they met Nigeria again. And that was like the first AFCON final that I vividly remembered. Unfortunately for Burkina Faso, it wasn't meant to be for them. Nigeria won that. And yeah, just seeing that dream run of theirs. Yo. And that Nigeria team was crazy. That was yeah, man. Now that I mentioned the Burkina Faso and the Cinderella run then, what nation can make a Cinderella run now? A good question. Basically, any team not named Algeria uh, or oh. Senegal, both teams who were in the final last last go-about in 2019. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I wouldn't say it's Nigeria is a, you know, a Cinderella team, but... You know, with the some of the issues that they've had is in regards to players, which we'll get to not being able to come out. Um, potentially them, but if I'm being honest, we're rocking with Sierra Leone and hope for the best. <laughs> Let's hope for the best. Let's go. Love it. Fact, Amen. Um, like we said, Team Sierra Leone. Yeah. If I'm going off of the game I saw today, Cape Verde beating Ethiopia, I'm rocking with the Blue Sharks. And could you yeah. imagine, I mean, a tiny, tiny country, tiny island like that making that run? That would be huge, you know, for them. I mean, they're in a good spot now. Burkina Faso losing to Cameroon. So Cabo Verde finding themselves in second place. And let's see if they can keep that up. Ethiopia, on the other hand, I mean, starting the tournament off with a red card, that's rough for the East Africans. Oh, Did you see that Burkina Faso challenged like 30 seconds in? <laughs> Yo, early as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was wild. <laughs> man, man got right to business. Yeah, right to business. <laughs> oh, man. It's the so, heat. if we're going to break down Group A, Cameroon and Cape Verde, those are my two favorites. Mm. Cameroon is always a favorite, though. They are. And they I think the, the, fact that they're, the fact that they're, they're at, you know, the, the tournaments in Cameroon this year, maybe that might help them. The home field advantage means a lot, I feel like. The energy. You know, Guys, they had a near sellout today at their opener, so yeah, they're definitely right that crowd. Cameroon always like they find a way somehow, like especially in the end. Oh, and now that the third place team can advance because there's 24 teams in it, yeah, I think Burkina Faso will make it out in third. Yeah, Yo, that Ubacar <clears throat> is wicked, bro. Watching the highlights, just watching off the highlights today, I was like, Yo, he looks vicious. I think they're gonna go far. Cameroon off group A, I thought. Yeah, I think I agree there. Uh, Cameroon, I think the top of the group, they look serious. You know, uh, Vincent Abubakar getting goals left, right, and center. Oh, it's the play I was talking about. Oh, Haji Juve. Oh, man, I have not seen that name in forever. Wow. Hell of a name. Spencer from the data, that's another one. That's his name. That's my favorite Senegalese player ever. Like, he, I think, um, after I seen him on the team, I was like, yo, these, they're just going to, be good forever and i know like when they change up like they just be probably thinking about how what they what he did because i think he missed a penalty or something like that because everything was good for senegal but i think senegal always have that vengeance in him i mean speaking of El Hadjadil, he was the that was the guy well, he was on that team the early 2000s when they beat france in the world cup that right. was a while and they were just yeah. dancing to celebrate it yeah yeah <laughs> That's better to take shots at H man <laughs> from the day to day. <laughs> I, oh, hate man. You so I hate you, I just <laughs> yeah. I wish y'all could see this live. <laughs> I'm gonna but, go. <laughs> before we get, uh, I guess, t- two side tracks. We throwing shots in the in the in the in the chat here. If we want to move to Group B, Group B looks like one uh, we mentioned Senegal who. We're in the final last time. They they have some COVID issues with some of their bigger players. Uh, yeah, Edward Mendy tested positive today. Oof, and then that can't be good for them at all. Same with Kaido Koulibaly, I believe. Not sure if that was today, but 
two big two big components in their defense, and they'll need everything they can get because this tournament, as we mentioned before, is pretty open. A lot can happen, but they feature in Group B alongside Guinea, Malawi, and Zimbabwe. I think it seems to me safe to say I would say Senegal obviously might top this group, but COVID issues could could affect that clear as day. And I think I have Guinea going, you know, in, in second. Let's uh, go, man. My mom was yeah. Guinea. Let's go. Hey. I agree. I think it'll be that top two, Senegal and Guinea. And I also think that this group would be one of the two groups where there's only two teams to come out. Right. I don't I think, see a uh, third place team coming out of it, be it Zimbabwe, be it Malawi. <laughs> Real quick, why is there a Guatemalan refereeing the Senegal-Zimbabwe game? Because he's the only one that can deal with the heat. <laughs> them, European, them European refs can't deal with that. <laughs> this is different, but okay. But yeah, Senegal and Guinea. And keep it pushing. No, yeah, Senegal and Guinea sounds good to me, man. I think on the Senegal point, too, this will be a chance to see uh, Sadio Mane, who has been okay this season for Liverpool. Uh, and Spencer from the data desk hit me with some more facts. Uh, Fumar, they do another one who's got COVID. Uh, apart from the two that we mentioned, Koulibaly and Mendy, uh, but I think this 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 tournament will be a chance for for Sadio Mane to really, you know, just sh- show himself. And I think this is this is why we love the national team tournaments because it gets to see all the qualities of a player apart from the system that they play in. And if we know Sadio Mane, I mean, he might be one of those to watch this tournament amongst many others. But he was definitely one to watch for last go around when they came up short against Algeria in the final. Back when his uh his hairline was two inches further forward, now now he's now I think he's a little bit more aerodynamic. The hairline pushed a little back. He's Stephen A. Smith territory now. Not quite George Jefferson, but money and stress. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. His barber must be like, damn, fam. So you still you still want me to line it up? <laughs> <laughs> but over the side, I feel like Senegal. Still is a good enough side to win the group, and yeah. they might have the COVID um, positives back through um, later on in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on to Group C? Oh, let's do it. Group C: Morocco, Ghana, Debutants, Comoros, and Gabon. The Malalai and Gabon, aka uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. We, sp- I mean, uh, speaking of players who could be able to show themselves, this will be a chance for Aubameyang to kind of get some form back, start scoring some more goals, and you know, really show you know who he is, especially for his home country, which might mean to him at this moment probably much more than it would for scoring for Arsenal. So, yeah, um, he's getting ready for that Newcastle transfer. Let's go. Yes, sir. Big money signing incoming, and if that fails, he can always go to Qatar. You know, that's what it brings. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got we got Gabon. Who I, I I could see. I mean, depending on the form of Aubameyang and whether or not he still got the hangover from the Premier League drama he's been having, uh, I, I could see them moving. But obviously, we got the Black Stars. We got the Black Stars. Who we are. We sh- I, I believe we're all rocking with. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> some more Arsenal. Some more Arsenal on there as well. We know Thomas Partey has been instrumental for them uh, for pretty much. The last couple of go arounds, and his form, which also sort of picked up earlier uh, in this past December, we think um, I think that if he continues that form and is able to focus on the squad, Ghana's another one to watch out for as, alongside them. Are you brothers? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Andre and Jordan, let's go. Man, yeah. went from young to old real quick. Speaking of hairlines, stress uh, <laughs> <laughs> could take it with your hairline, man. Yo, but Ghana is always a team to watch out for though in most of most of these competitions. Morocco, let's give them a shout. Yo, is the dude what's the Chelsea player name? Is he playing for him? Hakim Ziyech? No, he's Ziyech. not. Wait, what Yeah, I was like he's play he was playing yesterday. <laughs> Seemed to fall out with his yeah, he fell out with the coach or something like that. <laughs> some oh. some smoke, some stuff oh, that we as Africans be doing. He wasn't even he... called up. He didn't get like called up. He got up? called up and he got dropped. He wasn't even called up. Oh, I thought, wait, what? Okay, I guess they have a really good team. Like, we've seen this issue with Morocco and Moroccan-born players not taking any shots on Moroccan players or people. But, you know, the Hakim Ziyech beef with the coach, I mean, you hate to see it just for the fact that, you know, that's somebody obviously very quality. We know yeah. his, we know, we know how good he is, especially with Chelsea. He's a Champions League winner. I was assuming he was season. on the team. Yeah, and he probably would be one of their best players. 
uh, should he be on the team? But it seems as if that, you know, coach is saying, fuck all that. (laughs) 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 He's going to have to take his chances because that's a big piece that he's missing. Um, So I really want to know what happened now. But yeah, Spencer, do your Googles. And then (laughs) then the Sevilla boys, um, Yusuf Al-Nasiri and uh, Munil. If if they're doing what they can for Sevilla, I'm sure they will help Morocco Mm. make it far. Oh wait, I have a co- I have a quote uh, from the coach and uh, Ziyech. The coach here spoke to oh, spoke to the athletic. Look at that. Uh, he said basically, and I quote: "His behavior in the last two matches, especially the last one, was not that of a national team player who, as a leader in the team, must be a positive role model. He arrived late, <laughs> and after that, he re- even refused to work. Wow, there was no point in discussing it afterwards. As a coach, the answer is right there to see. So it sounds like he's basically saying that." Uh, ZH thinks he's bigger than the national team. Oh, interesting. Practice. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, practice. <laughs> so, and then, uh, in a po- <laughs> and so ZH was asked about this in a post-match interview for Chelsea, asked about him being omitted from the NAFCON squad. He said, I'm doing my job and trying to perform as best I can. As for all the other stuff, it's not important. At this point, I don't care, to be honest. That's what he said. I don't care. Mm. So I don't know. Take with that what you will. It seems like the coach is saying he's not, you know, he's not trying. He's not, uh, you know, putting it all in for the squad. And it seems like Zia just saying, yeah, all right, I'll go. Fuck, I'm Champions League winner. Crazy. Right. Crazy business. The Maybe comes with Ali Khodzic, the Bosnian head coach from Morocco. Uh, you know it's crazy when you got a Bosnian going harder from Morocco than right. Moroccan going harder from the Morocco. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a second. So right, all the legend, yeah. of course. It kind of reminds me of when Benzema was asked uh, before he was called back up to the national team for France, and he said Champions League is more important than the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's different, though, because those are falling out between no. um, the Why coaches here in Morocco. That? That's it, it, it's a, a low-key criminal. Yeah, <laughs> much deeper than that. <laughs> much deeper than that. But all yeah, that to say, I feel like this time around, as much as I want to say Morocco wins the group, I'm giving the edge to Ghana. Yes, you should. We- yeah, same. I think Ghana, especially with the way that some of their players have been in form outside of the national team, I think that'll help yeah. them a lot. Um, and then with Morocco, I think it's just kind of an unknown unknown. We'll see how they fare. Yeah, Ghana should play well. So let's see. Hopefully they put it together, have a good tournament run. Be ideal. We're going to support our guys no matter no matter what goes on. It'll hey. be Ghana, Morocco, and Gabon in that order. And sorry for for Comoros, but they, they're not going to get out the group. <laughs> yeah, and, and another shout to this is well, it's 2022 now, but you know the third consecutive, um, I guess, uh, international tournament where we've seen some teams making their first appearances. Uh, obviously, in the Euros, we saw North Macedonia doing their thing, not really doing their thing, but making the appearances. You know, yeah. and then uh, in the uh, I believe the Gold Cup, we saw was it Suriname making their first appearance as well. Suriname also also not doing uh, the best. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what Comoros does. Don't expect them to do well, but hopefully they have fun while doing it. Yes, sir. We'll get to the other debutante at AFCON later when we get to their group. But um, Group D, Nigeria, Egypt, Sudan, and Guinea-Bissau are in that group. Nigeria, definitely. Yeah, obviously uh, we've got the the heavy hitter in that, Mo Salah. Um, some will call it the best player in the world at this very moment. So he'll be, he'll be one to watch. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, how Egypt does with him on, you know, him in the squad, I guess it, they can only do well. And then Nigeria, who's been having a bunch of news. I mean, should we, we might as well get to it now, right? In in regards to, we saw their problems with having uh, players released from their respective clubs, or should I say clubs specifically, we're talking about Watford. Uh, Watford. Who's, been, <laughs> who's, who's over here battling relegation. And is acting like Chelsea with the front office. Um, apparently, their coach is under fire, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it seems as if that they've been refusing to release players. One, uh, namely, uh, Emmanuel Dennis, who's been pretty in form. I think he has six or seven goals now to his name in the Premier League alone. And he, they uh, allegedly, Watford re- refused to release him, to which Nigeria said, and I quote, Watford is bearing their fangs. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 
it's, get, it's getting messy. Nigeria is not having it. Um, Big parables. <laughs> <laughs> they are not having it. They they feel uh, as if Watford is threatening not only the player but you know refusing to release him. And, and I think uh, at, at, as of this moment he is not in the squad, in the Nigerian squad. So that's a big miss for them. Um, another big thing, not so much about Watford, the club and the beef that they had with them. Um, Nigeria, just before AFCON began, sacked their manager about two weeks before the tournament began. So, <laughs> I mean, it looks like they got some splaining to do because we don't know what kind of chaos is going on in that cap. Their manager, Gernard Rohr, uh, was sacked um, around the... 13th or 14th of December. Um, and so <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> what they'll do. They've got the talent, obviously, even aside from the fact that Emmanuel Dennis is not in the squad or the one Victor Ossiman from Napoli who seemed to have been battling injury. That face injury, he got called up, but then he also got COVID. So they got scrapped. Yes. I mean, it's really sad. And we saw him, uh, I think he, he tweeted something to the like of like, uh, you know, I plan on being healthy and ready for, you know, for the national team or something like that, making his return. And, you know, that probably was before the COVID. But, yeah, a lot of problems over there with Nigeria. They still have a decent squad. We know about Kalechi and Nacho up top. You know, um, we know Wilfred Ndidi, who's been very, very, you know, crucial for Leicester's success um, over the past season and a half. Uh, Alex claims- Iwobi, who Everton fans dislike as fuck. <laughs> Might still do a good job for Nigeria. And lest we forget Samuel Chukwesi. There you go. Big Chukwesi, who had that rough injury late last season in the Europa League. And, you know, hoping that he gets back to his best because he was on fire for Villarreal last season. Hopefully he gets back to his best because he was looking really, really, really good or in form late last season before that injury. So, yeah, I mean, that being said, Nigeria does have the squad. I think really it's all about can they get the you know get the camp together sacking a manager you know just before a tournament you know that can't be good for the team morale but uh, all that being said oh then Ngano's also on Nigeria still just want to throw that out there I I heard that he also had issues being released from Saudi Arabia his club in Saudi Arabia but that's neither here nor there can I put um, one on Egypt by the way AKA Al Ahli Light. <laughs> a lot of their players, specifically their number one goalkeeper, Mohamed El Shanawi, I feel like has been playing a fuck lot. Be it within their club competitions, they won the um African Champions League World Cup qualifiers. El Shanawi in particular was one of the overage players at the Olympics. I feel like he's getting so much time, fam. Uh, like I said with Brazil women with Formiga, I feel like every Egypt tournament. I see Mohamed El Shanawi in goal. Just want to throw that out there. Man said Allah Ali Light. Because <laughs> so, like half of the Egyptian based players are from Al Ahli, no? Facts. No, you ain't you ain't Al Ahli on the track featuring uh, Mo Salah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, we'll see with that, but you know, all, and Mohamed El Neni too. Yes, slash Arsenal. Look at that. Um but Guinea-Bissau also obviously in the group. Sudan, another team representing the east side of Africa. I don't have much uh, high hopes for them. Uh, so all that being said, Nigeria with their struggles, mm-hmm. I could see Egypt topping the group, and Nigeria still still making second. There may might be a third place team to get out of this one, but I think that's my that's my top two right there. I, I would have to agree with that. Same. I could see Nigeria upsetting though, mm-hmm. and being like the first group from nowhere. There's three former winners in this group, I just noticed. Yeah, we got the uh, most titles in Egypt, Nigeria, obviously. And Sudan. And Sudan. South to dumb. Onward to a group. H-Man is looking at real closely, in particular, Group E. Algeria, Equatorial Guinea, Ivory Coast, the Cote d'Ivoire, and Sierra Leone. I think, obviously, as you know, we're rocking with Sierra Leone if it ain't. If it isn't Ghana. Um, Yo, you got to rock with Sierra Leone, man. I feel like with the energy that's happening right now, so one of the first times in a while. Yeah. Even though it's a tough group, it would be great to see. It just seems like, you know, a a really nice story if they're able to make it far and do well in their group. Like, you know, the the story just continues on. and Those are the kind of things you'd like to see in sports. But that being said, it will be tough. It will be tough, as we mentioned. Algeria defending champions, they're trying to continue their streak of unbeaten, their unbeaten run, which may or may not have beaten uh, Italy's uh, 
record streak. We just don't know at this point with their wins at the Arab Cup. Not sure if we're counting that, uh, but that team is absolutely stacked, as we all know. With you know, I still want to know if we're counting that. I, I really don't know if we're counting that. I have no idea. It's ridiculous. Some people like, are, some people aren't. Yeah, technically, and, it was a FIFA tournament. What would it be right. if you don't count it? I, if you don't count, I think they're at 34, which is three less than Italy's record at the moment, 37. So mm. they do have a chance to beat that in this tournament, regardless of whether or not folks are counting it or not counting their wins at the Arab Cup. So, I mean, we just don't know, and it hasn't been reported on, which is interesting enough, uh, but we shall see. Obviously, but, the team led... Go ahead. Which you hate on a hundred right? Like, come yes. on. <laughs> facts. That's facts. Hey, come no. on, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see the same team ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, defending champions, you want to see somebody else win. Um, and their team is just so stacked as well. With Riyad Mahrez, you know, Islam Slimani's on there. Uh, Say Ben Rama. I'm not even sure if they still got uh if they still got uh uh Figuli. I'm not sure if he's still playing on that team, but they've got a good squad, good attacking talent. Obviously, Mars is, is picking up that form he does with Man City. And we know Sabin Rama's doing very well since he left um Brentford for West Ham. So they got a really good squad. Ivory Coast is another one with I think sneaky good players. It's just interesting to see how they'll shape up. We know obviously. I'm a big Amadiello fan. Not sure if he was called up. Uh, he's been having his troubles since coming to Manchester United, not necessarily getting called up and things of that nature. But they've got a decent decent little squad there. Was Wilfred Zaha called up? And will he play is the question. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I think the big one for Ivory Coast, we should mention uh, someone who's been defending AFCON's name, Sebastian Ayer, who's been scoring goals in the Champions League left, right, and center as well. Huge talent at this moment. Probably the most informed striker in the, in the world uh, at this point. You know, if you don't count Mo Salah as a striker. And as uh, Ronnie from the data desk says, yeah, Zaha was called up. Spence with the follow-up. Oh, Ronnie got you beat on this one, fam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, um, I had the squad right in front of me because I was looking at Ayer <laughs> and such. But, um, yeah. but I, yeah, I know what I'm looking forward to the most out of yes, anyone this Ivory Coast team. Yes, one that we spoke about and you specifically spoken about how good he's been in the Champions League and how My good guy. he's been for Ajax just after leaving West Ham. That could propel Ivory Coast because they got a true proven scorer here. And we'll see how he does on the national side. Uh, but I really loved his comments uh, when asked by a reporter what means more to him, Ivory Coast or his club team or something like or something to that nature. And he was like, are you nuts? <laughs> like, you know, he said, you are, yeah, there you go. Right. And, you know, he basically <laughs> I think I said <laughs> uh, that reporter was lucky that that African reporter wasn't there that pressed Jurgen Klopp. Because that was some straight up disrespecting the continent. So Ivory Coast is definitely one to look out for in that group. Uh, I think safe to say Algeria top of the top of the group. I'd love to see an upset. And I want to say Sierra Leone at two, but I'm gonna go with Ivory Coast. And then we'll say Sierra Leone three. Hopefully they'll have hey. enough points to come out. Sierra Leone three and they get out the group still. Shouts yes. to Kai Kamara. There we go. Hey, that guy is the GOAT. That's what I have to say. He plays in Finland now, by the way. Wow. Man, he's been cold ass. Went from cold ass Minnesota to even colder Finland. Right. (laughs) Oh, wow. He must always have a turtleneck or something. Uh, A scarf. (laughs) I feel like you pull pictures up of him. You have to have a scarf on. (laughs) Over to the final group, Group F, Tunisia, which should be a favorite in this group. Mali. Mauritania and the other debutant, Gambia. You already know. Shout out to my Gambians. Shout out to my Banjul ninjas. Hey, shout out to more out there. I'm hey, gonna be biased yes. with this one. It's um <laughs> shout out to Hussein. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, I'm gonna go. Uh I feel like I sound mad biased, but I wanna see Gambia make it out of this group. It would just be lovely to see. Gambia squad is hella young. I know. I feel like you just picked them up like last week. <laughs> but they, they, they're they pretty tight, though. I think I got Tunisia coming out this group at the top. They got a pretty good side. I'm going to go Gambia, too. Gambia, too. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do that. Well, there, there are groups. Um, Ronnie, unless you have any predictions for this group as well. I really can't speak on Mauritania. I'm going to keep it buck buck. Me neither. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Half of the Mali squad is based in France, in Legon or in all the other leagues in that France. That is true. I don't know if that might be a factor that, you know, give them the edge in second place. Oh, Mali's over. a sleeper. Gambia, but we'll see. Don't forget that um, they also have Bisuma from Brighton. Mm. Yes. Molly. He's been a beast. He's been a beast. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything is possible. Those are the groups. Yeah. Those are the groups. Kevin Y'all have Garnett. any, any, uh, <laughs> Kevin Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have any, I guess, players that you'll be watching heavily or focusing on in this tournament? Sebastian Ayer and Saeed Ben Rama are my guys. Yeah, fair. I, I think I'll definitely be watching. Uh, in, on Nigeria, Wilfred Ndidi is one I'll be keeping an eye on just to see how he's doing. Um, and then, Chukwezi too, now that you mentioned Nigeria. Ego Chukwezi. And then uh, Frank Kessie, I believe, was called the Ivory Coast. Mm, and he's yes. a potential, yes. potential Spurs target. So I'll be having my eye on him. He's been, he's been good in the midfield for AC Milan. Uh, so I'll be keeping my eye on them, those two for me at least. And then obviously Would I want to see... Oh my bad. I was gonna ask if you were keeping an eye on Serge Aurier too. Yeah, nah, man. My man, you talking about Serge Aurier that left a Spurs match at halftime? <laughs> oh <laughs> hell no! I would never forget that. That was legendary. He said, "Yep, I'ma see y'all later." He pulled the AB before AB. Damn it, he did do that. <laughs> throw a shirt in the crowd though. Yeah, H man. Any players you're gonna be looking looking out for? You're gonna sound mad biased, but um. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Sierra Leone team for real, like dudes that came down from um other places. I want to see how this team is gonna do. Like, I should really think about. No, no, I'm just gonna be just strictly watching for those players. Like, um, dude from um Hotspurs, um Steve Calker and, and like Kevin Wright and uh Kai Kamar. Like, I just want to see what they would do. Like in this Yo, first, how old is Stephen Cocker now? He 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 was kind of young playing for Spurs. Yeah, he's he was 30. like twenty. He's only wow. thirty right now. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Hey, damn. So he like he just dropped he just dropped down because he literally said he was just trying to play. His grandfather was um early in, but I respect That's it. Sick. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I respect it. Anyway, um, any way you can. Yeah, but um, yeah, That's I'm, a crazy I'm, shout, fam. Stephen Cocker, goodness gracious. <laughs> right. He only played right. one game with England, and it was a friendly. That's that's crazy. Crazy. Like, I'm like, yo, what? This is a, I feel like he needs to write a book because I need to know more now. Like, what happened? But um, I'm just really trying to see how to, um, that dude and certainly Leone do if, and then my second team probably is Gambia. And and I, what you guys were talking about, Mali, I feel like those are my two picks for the, um, that group, Gambia and Mali. And I feel like after that, Ghana, of course, is on my, that's my other. So now on to the last question regarding AFCON. Well, two questions if you want to entertain one of them. Top scorer and the winner. Ooh, good question. Um, Bear in mind that in 2019, Odin Ngala was the AFCON top scorer. Yeah, man. You know what? It's not the easiest choice. Uh, I'm not going to say Mo Salah or Sadio Mane, but... The form that Sebastian Ayer has been in, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. He might score a bunch of goals in that group stage as well. So um, I'm going to rock top score for me will be Sebastian Ayer the, for the winner of the tournament. Ah, oh, man, I don't want to say Algeria, so I won't. Go in Senegal. Senegal is, is going to win the tournament. This guy read, read my playbook. <laughs> I literally have... Sebastian Ayer would be top scorer if not Sadio Mane, and Senegal would win Afcon. Well, I guess I, I got a devil's advocate. Then let me take back my win tournament winner. You don't gotta do Sebastian. that. You know, no, 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 you don't gotta do that. Just because we agree, we can agree. You know what, Ronnie? I'm gonna find my peace here at the Misfits, and I'm yes, we can agree. You're right. Harmony, peace, and harmony. Who they beat in the final? I don't know, but <laughs> Senegal. <laughs> what about you guys, Spence Hman? Uh, for top goal scorer, um, anything can happen. So you pick Alair. I'm gonna go the field, and uh, I feel like I'm pretty good with my chances. Sounds about right. I would think but, so. Uh, for who's gonna win? Uh, hopefully Ghana, but it'd be great too if Senegal won, if Egypt or Guinea, the Liverpool guys. But we'll see what happens. Because <laughs> there's no Real Madrid guys in Afcon. 
<laughs> yeah, Spencer really um, showed all these teams right there. I love that. Um, Senegal for me, man. We're so on team Senegal, Senegal too. Team Senegal to win most golds, most Salah, and most golds. Um, I know it sounds everywhere right now, but but I do want Sadio Mane to do something. I think that does it for the AFCON, I guess, preview, review. It's already on and popping, obviously, Sunday, day of recording on January 9th. And it will, the final, I believe, on February the 6th. February the 6th, AFCON final. Maybe on Bean Sports, maybe in the back streets. You tell me. <laughs> who, who are the two teams in the finals, though? Senegal then, versus, uh, it would be nice to see a rematch of the 2019 final. Let's go, Senegal versus Sierra Leone. Let's do it. <laughs> Darling run. Let's make it happen. We eat a mad jollof that day. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, powder. You heard it. Um, with that being said, shall we uh, t- take a take a step, uh, I guess, across the Mediterranean, back into some uh, European club footy, which uh, was on and popping over the past week. I guess we can go ahead and start with uh, the most hotly contested title race, in my opinion, uh, in Serie A, where we had some matches on and popping with most notably Inter Lazio, a good match played on Sunday as well. And uh, saw the league leaders keep that form that they've been having uh, before their holiday break. Goals coming from Alessandro Bastoni in the 30th minute. Chiro Mobolo would equalize in the 35th. And Milan Skriniar, the center back, also getting a goal. Uh, Kelsey with Julian told us a couple weeks back that everybody and their mama is scoring for Inter. And it seems to be that way. Inter win 2-1, and they remain top of the table with a game in hand. Of course, they started on January 6th, the day of epiphany, if you will. That match got scrapped because of COVID in Italy, the first time that league had to postpone matches. But some of the matches that did go on, one of them would have been my match of the week, Roma and Milan, Milan winning 3-1. Milan followed that up with a 3-0 ass whooping of Venezia. Roma followed that up with a... 4-3 loss to Juve. Ridiculous match. That's another one that could have been match of the week. So it was fucking outrageous. Ridiculous. And we've been seeing we a lot of that. We got the league. likes of Di Siglio scoring fans. <laughs> Yo, for real. And Matthias Delic, for, for as much as I rate him, and I know he's had his struggles in Serie A trying to get acclimated, but I still rate him. That man could have fucked this game up for Juventus. After the uh, penalty for Roma it was saved by the Wi-Fi password of a goalkeeper, 4-3 final, Juve still in fifth. Oof, huge, huge win, huge result. Um, and I was seeing uh, on the internet folks praising Mourinho's tactics change after Lorenzo Pellegrini uh, put Roma up 3-1, I believe, at that point. And, ooh, it all went to shit so fast. Goodness gracious. In the space of 10 minutes. And it could have gone yeah. right back in the 11th. Absolutely. Um, they still not stopping Atalanta because they watched Udinese 6-2. Ooh-wee! And we talk about a team that scores goals aside from Inter Milan. Atalanta been doing that for the better part of three years now uh, as they keep their title chase uh, alive. Trying to catch the league leaders. Uh, they're about eight points off, but also with a game in hand, similar to Inter. Napoli Very- also won on the weekend. They beat... Sampdoria. And real quick on Napoli, if you want to jump into it, quick thoughts, Lorenzo Insigne to Toronto. Yo, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is money because he's still, in my opinion, and really uh, I would say top form for his career. He doesn't seem that, you know, he's uh, lost too many steps. Performed really well last season for Napoli uh, aside from the fact that the squad itself didn't do so well. Um, but in the Euros, he was a very important piece as well. So I just, it's very interesting to see him go ahead and just take his cap and be like, all right, y'all, I'm going to, the, I'm going to North America. But more, much power to him. I think it's, it's more of a positive move for uh, the MLS, specifically getting a talent like that, at, you know, when he's still in top shape. We've seen stuff like this happen before. Uh, I remember... Sebastian Giovinco comes to mind, especially with Toronto and the MLS. As H-Man Coker from the Data Desk says, shout out to MLS. <laughs> um, Real quick, Sebastian Giovinco is like, yo, if you come to MLS, you ain't going to play for the Absurdi ever again. Do you see it that way? Because honestly, I don't, especially if Italy make it. 
yeah, off the strength of you know how good he's been for Italy and for Napoli, I, I, I would say he obviously still has a chance. Giovinco, I think, as good as he was, you know, in his prime or at moments, I don't think I think uh, Insigne is already far and away a better player, and is still in that form where he's still really good. I think it's all up to the Italian, you know, scouts and and, and coach, you know, in uh, in um, Mancini to to see him playing, but. It'll be hard with that quality of competition in the MLS. But if he's balling it up, uh, I don't see why not. I'm going to say I think he's still got a shot. Giovinco sounds like a pessimist. <laughs> Giovinco sounds bitter if you think about it for not really getting as many Italy call-ups. I, I yeah. feel like Insignia would get if he plays with um, the national team. I think he will. Also, when you think about the MLS schedule, the one time it will benefit him because the schedule is trash, let's be honest. But by the time the season ends, he's still in somewhat form, and he's going to go right straight into the World Cup. Yeah, right into it. I feel like even though he's in Toronto, he will be called up to Italy for the World Cup if they make it. And Italy will still do well, hopefully, if they do make it. Yeah. And another thing, on one last thing. I just Another reason why it's strange to me that he made that move is because this is a Naples product born in Napoli, uh, you know, came up through Napoli and I believe captained Napoli. Um, and so for that to happen, I mean, one, it's like, wow. And then two, going from Southern Italy to, you know, Canada, <laughs> it's, it's going to be quite the culture shock weather-wise. So it should be interesting. Period, I think. But there's a huge Italian base in Toronto, though. So maybe yeah. it's not the biggest culture shock. Um, FA Cup, Arsenal lost. FA Cup, the Arsenal did lose to Nottingham Forest, a once uh, giant, if you will, on the European stage and in the Premier League. Uh, not so much anymore. The match was uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, not much happened except for the lone goal uh, by uh, uh, Grabin, uh, to which after he scored in the 82nd minute, Nottingham Forest fans jumped straight on the pitch like the match wasn't still going on. You kind of love to see it. That's that small club. FA Cup atmosphere, and that's why the tournament is so special. Uh, Arsenal stunned after being in really top form. They, they started a bunch of good players. However, it was not enough as Nottingham Forest would take the dub. On the other side of North London, Spurs would go down early playing <laughs> Morecambe, the Shrimpies. <laughs> Up the Shrimp! <laughs> so uh, the, the Shrimping uh, Crab Boyle uh, was cooking Spurs' second team, to which Antonio Conte said, what the hell are y'all doing? He had to bring on the big boys. Late on in the 70th-plus minutes, Harry Kane, Lucas Mora, and Oliver Skip, three-man sub. Basically, all three of them score a goal almost, uh, with Winks getting a goal off of a set piece, scoring his favorite kind of goal, uh, as uh, I like to call them, accidents. Harry Kane getting a goal shortly after, as well as Lucas Mora. The match would finish. 3-1 to Spurs. Antonio Conte is like, Levy, you got to do something about this because this second team, it's not really a second team. Liverpool also had an early deficit to come back against Shrewsbury Town. They always draw them in the FA Cup, it seems. It didn't matter, though, because some guys that I don't know, plus Fabinho, scored for Liverpool, giving them a 4-1 result. <laughs> Cade Gordon, I think Spencer would probably be able to tell you. Cade Gordon is I don't think he's the one. He's the one. Cade Gordon yeah. is nice. He can. Yeah. Well, look at that. Yeah, he's got a, he's he's a good, I mean, good eye for goal. Scored a goal. I mean, he looks decent. Um, and Liverpool, as Ronnie said, would walk away 4-1. Uh, another youngster that caught eyes in the FA Cup for Manchester City, of course. It has to be Manchester City, right? God damn it. Um, no, no, no. Let's as... go back to the Liverpool guy. So, like, any Liverpool <laughs> player that comes up, they're the one. They're pretty good. City. Next there one coming up, Liverpool players, <laughs> top-tier talents. Only thing coming out of the academies. Always and forever. There you have it. Pure, unbiased reporting from the football misfits. You won't find it anywhere else. <laughs> um, Manchester City. As Ma Manchester City, yeah, y'all know them. The team in the form of their lives. Um, in their FA Cup tie against Swindon Town, played on Friday. Um, the youngster Cole Palmer getting a goal and an assist. Really cooking. Um, assisted Bernardo Silva's opening goal. 
And then a, a bunch of the other first team guys, Gabriel Jesus, Ilke Gunduan, folks that you haven't seen playing but would play anywhere else, it seems, uh, will get their goals. And then Palmer finished things off with a goal of his own before uh, Harry McCurdy of Swindon Town got a consolation for the home fans at County Ground. One more match we have to talk about. Go ahead. The richest club in the world losing to Cambridge United on a Joe Ironside goal in the 56th minute. Newcastle should forever lose, said H-Man Coco once upon a time. And this season, they've been taking that message in stride. Newcastle should forever lose. Sorry for all Newcastle fans out there. Hey, hey. You see, you have understood. I am surrounded by Newcastle fans. The prediction came true, it seems. Giving Alan Shearer freaking nightmares and shit. Alan Shearer, man. better for them, though, if they lose? Like, say you want to focus on the Prem battle. You don't want to be distracted by progressing in the FA Cup. We're right? not having this conversation with Newcastle. Oh, are, you, are you throwing? Oh, on, wait, are you throwing my? Uh, are you, that, that's my tinfoil Spurs Antonio Conte theory. It looks like it. I mean, <laughs> hey, listen. For a second, if we entertain it, I think that is not a bad point. This that could be good for Newcastle. Really, they, I mean, they truly, truly need to be picking up points in the league. Obviously, you know, you don't want to lose in the FA Cup to a side that. I can't even remember. Ronnie said it 30 seconds ago. Cambridge um, United. There he goes. Cambridge United. <laughs> um, but it, it could be a blessing in disguise. Sounds like a college. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Lucas going to get the smoke regardless. Uh, but that's a bad loss no matter what. But could be a blessing in disguise for them. Do they care? I have no idea. They have a, they have a relegation battle to fight. But that pretty much does Bold it for... <laughs> Oh, one last point on the FA Cup I want to mention. Why did Chelsea drop all those first-team players, fam, playing, uh, goddamn, who the hell did they play? Chesterfield. Ch Chesterfield. <laughs> playing Chesterfield. They want to sub up Kai Havertz. and Lukaku front three. I'm like, bro, yeah. what are y'all doing? Sure enough, they cooked them. And I just wanted to mention that last point. But that was the FA Cup over there in England. Uh, the Bundesliga was back on and popping. And we mentioned comebacks. In Serie A, there was a bit of that itself. A little magic there with uh, Borussia Dortmund playing Eintracht Frankfurt over the weekend. Yeah, man, you saw more of this game than I did. BVB continues to find ways to be dog shit, but they still found a way to win this one. Throgan Hazard leading the comeback. Jude Bellingham, uh, Mahmoud Daoud getting the goals to give BVB the win. Late they goals. can't keep on playing like this, man. They can't. No, this is absolutely not sustainable, as we mentioned with a couple other teams that play sort of similar. They have to get their defensive shape better. Um, I think they did have some COVID and some injuries. However, no matter what the cause, their defensive shape is unbelievable. They went down 2-0 early on, and it was that way for most of the match until, as Ronnie said, Thorgan Hazard came on, got a goal, and then let a comeback. Momentum was everything, but yeah, they cannot keep this up. Huge point they picked up in order to try. To try and catch, the keyword is try, uh, catch Bayern Munich, who took an L over the weekend against Borussia <laughs> Mönchengladbach. Was it Mönchengladbach? Yeah, it was Mönchengladbach. They always drop points to either Frankfurt or Mönchengladbach, and then they just wash everybody else. That's the Big way it goes facts. in the Bundesliga. Absolute facts. Uh, as Mönchengladbach goes, courtesy of Florian Nohaus and Stefan Leiner, uh, Lewandowski would get one. And then hit hit the crossbar a couple of times. As this thumbnail I'm watching right now, I wish you guys could see it. Lewandowski looks confused. Like, huh? <laughs> Final score, 2-1. Mushin Gladbach takes the dub. And I think that was pretty much it uh, um, as far as club footy. La Liga is still the same when you think about it. Real Madrid, 4-1 winners over Valencia. They're still top of the table. Sevilla are still second. They defeated Hatafe. Uh, yep, Hatafe, 1-0. Um, Barcelona, that ball from Dani Alves to Luke de Jong was marvelous. But they couldn't keep that clean sheet, that one nothing they drew to Granada. felt more like a loss than anything. And then Rayo and Betis drew. Yeah, Barcelona, I was going to say, they're probably more focused on trying to register Ferran Torres. <laughs> Stressful. Um, and then Rayo killing me. Weren't able to get a win against Betis, dropping them all the way down to seventh out of a European spot. Can they get it back? We shall see. I'm rooting for him. Also, big shout out to Vinicius Jr. Had the quick brace. Playing really, really well, man. He's coming into his own. It I'm not like, one of the best in the world. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, no matter what, for Real Madrid, they play. Benzema's going to score, and Vinny Jr. is going to score. Yeah, he, yeah. he probably is now. One of the best in the world playing on the left. 
Yeah, Gareth Bale, far from that, it seems. Collecting a lot of money, though. I just got to say, uh, you told me how much Gareth Bale got paid. I really felt sorry for him. But then, nah, now. Nah. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I first felt sorry for him, then now, like, <laughs> I'm like, you can't feel sorry for a guy <laughs> making 700 and however many thousand euros a week playing golf, getting a beer belly. Yo, he's having a blast out there, bro. He's in the sun. Collecting trophies still. Just chilling. Bro, he did chilling. say this week that he would retire if Wales did not make the World Cup. Yo. Oh my God. He's, uh, he's Wales, Golf, Madrid, right? That's what that, that was the order? Wales did not make order, the World Cup like that, man. Their Wales. World Cup qualifying playoff includes Austria, and then they would play the winner of Scotland, Ukraine. So, in other words, I'm saying on to the PGA. Ukraine got them out of there. (laughs) The (laughs) pro-ams. Now, wait, uh, H-Man, will you say now on record that Wales won't make the World Cup and Gareth Bale will retire? (laughs) I can see that. It's too much. um, I can just see. um, You said Ukraine and Scotland. Those are the teams that will have to play to make the World Cup. Yeah, but before that, they had to play Austria. And if they win that, they would be Scotland or Ukraine. I don't think they'd be in Austria. Yeah, I said it. Uh, yeah, I, it's too much pressure now. He just put too much pressure on it. I think he has killed Wales' chances of making the World Cup. Like I said, we'll see him in the Masters. <laughs> hey, if the Footy Misfits did not put me on to how much money Gareth Bale made, I would have had more compassion if the Wales don't make it to the World Cup. But <laughs> Wales is not England. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh people might call that bullshit. Hey. Yeah, that's said, true. That's true. You said, key, you said the key word, fam. It sounds like hey. there's a lot of family members that used to go to school to Prince of Wales. So I'm like, <laughs> Wales don't always make it to the World Cup, though, if we're going to be real. If someone pulled the, this thing up, it's probably going to show how many times Wales and I go. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, yo, Ronnie, it's got to be that time, right? H-Mans took us right into that time with all this whale slander. So, yes, <laughs> it's BS of the week time. And to answer the question, whales have only made one World Cup back in 1958. Damn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, by the way, you know, I used to go to a school named Prince of Wales. That's a math family member. But this school is called Prince of Wales. Like, just it's 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 cool. I still love Wales. But real, you said one time. Yeah, one time, 1958. Hey, I love the energy Gareth Bale is putting out there. You actually let us off in BS of the week. Other than the Welsh national team, what what did you find this week that was some bullshit? Oh, for me. Yeah, sir. Oh. Um. I really feel like watching that Chelsea-Chesterfield game, I feel like they were just doing too much. I don't want to say do too much. Like, you, they almost try to score like seven goals on them. And the funniest thing that I saw, <laughs> it's how hard they celebrated when they scored that one goal. And <laughs> it's, I think it took longer than I, it should have taken. If I would give that my BS of the week. But mainly from like Chelsea just like rotating players to show how many goals they could score. (laughs) (laughs) No mercy, son. (laughs) I'm like, yo, it's okay. We know you guys are Chelsea. It's like they're just rotating players to show like, yeah, this play could score a goal. This play could score a goal. And then that, um, there was a penalty. Hakim Ziyech, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was that penalty. I was like, "Yo, this is you just making it seem like." If I was um, what is Lawrence McGuire playing too? And that was that was that was funny, like how he came in. But um, I said if I was if I was if I was in Chesterfield, seeing that, I'm just gonna go home and be like, "Damn, we suck, bro. We have no chances to anything." <laughs> <laughs> the penalty just daggered it to make him like when they had Kovacic in there as well I'm like wait a second yeah. what are y'all doing they were just rotating goals like um, I think they just try to prove they're like they, we at Chelsea but it wasn't a good it just like when I watch matches I really want to see like teams 
employed with each other, but that just looked like a demolish. He just came here and be like, you the JV team or something. Hey, I don't want Chelsea fans to come at me, so, um, but still. Newcastle fans already have, so, you know, nothing. Well, well <laughs> right now, I'm with a Newcastle fan. My cousin is a um, diehard Newcastle fan. Alan Chair all day, man. Before there was a David Beckham, the Alan Chair. So, hey, Newcastle. <laughs> hey, no hate in Newcastle. To get into my BS of this week, uh, I was watching some Serie A on CBS. I saw um, the midweek action. Um, saw the Milan-Roma game as well as Juve-Napoli. It was in the post game where my BS comes in. So CBS is in the studio. Former New York Red Bull, former Leeds United Mike Gorella had the hottest of hot takes. He didn't even play in Italy. Just want to throw that out there. He did play a lot in England. He played for Brentford. His take was that Inter Milan would win Serie A. Not the hottest of takes so far, but he said that they would win it by 20 points. This was on Thursday when he said that. The gap in Serie A was one, one point. And he Bro. jumped out the window with a 20 point gap. <laughs> Fair. <Wow>. Nope. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> Hell no. I come to report to you that the gap is still one point, albeit Inter has a game in hand. Inter have 49, AC Milan have 48, and this man thinks Inter will win the league by 20 points. Smoking. If that happens, I take this BS of the Week back. I'm putting my money on the fact that it won't. BS of the Week, Mike Grella, former New York Red Bull. Yeah, you respect your confidence, though, man. I <laughs> <laughs> But that that was very ambitious though. Twenty points when the gap is only one. Very ambitious. You gotta know, like man. what did Biggie say? Shoot your door in the calf muscle. You gotta be shooting like mad people in the calf muscle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we need to yeah, come back. <laughs> like literally everyone else in today, I would have to fuck up for a twenty-point title when it happened. By the way, the gap last year was 12 points. So if he's going off the of last year's history, he's not far off. But going off of what I see right now, bullshit of the week. All right, I should deliver mine. <clears throat> mine goes back in the Premier League to a club that we've been speaking about. Not in the best of light. I'm talking about Newcastle United. Uh... <laughs> Leave Newcastle alone. No more Newcastle slamming. <laughs> so Newcastle, as we've heard in the past couple of weeks have uh, been closing the signing of Karrion Trippier, fullback out of Atletico Madrid, English international, Premier League experience, all around good signing. Now, however, the BS comes in where he was taking his team, uh, I guess, photos in the, sh in, the, in the Newcastle kit, smiling, happy. He's supposed to point to the crest, right? My man completely missed, pointed to his shoulder, somewhere along the lines of the sponsor, it looked like a ad for a COVID vaccine. Yes, doctor, jab me right here. Thank you. <laughs> Bam, just use your eyes, it's not that hard. Clearly he's a, he's a football or footy player because uh, his hand-eye coordination is not there. Maybe the foot-eye coordination, but BS of the week, Kieran Trippier, if it wasn't a money grab now, you're making it look like a money grab. Point to the crest, dog, what are you doing? That is my BS of the week. Man, I also want to say BS of the week to Manchester United players oh. for, you know, complaining about Ralph Ragnick's training regimen. But that's neither here nor there. They fat as hell. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to pick that one, man. To keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you know, y'all are professionals. Act like it. Um, But with that being said, H-Man, we appreciate you for pulling up again. Hey, man. It's really great that you guys have me right now. Um, speaking about Afghan with Greg, I just wish people would understand what you guys are doing right now for the society, I would say. Putting footing misfits always on the top, bro. If you don't know about football, ask these guys. <laughs> air horns for that. I have air horns. <laughs> if you wanna <laughs> know <laughs> So if you wanna snow, ask these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you have the open invite. Hey, man. 
I'm always happy to be here. It's always fun. Yeah, and and thank you, by the way. Thank you, by the way, for staying up late. Yeah, Facts. 127 out here, man. I'm literally um, cooling up in London town drinking tea. And hopefully I'm about to go to sleep soon. <laughs> well, with, that, with that being said, I mean, before H-Man has to stay up any longer, Ronnie, do you want to go ahead and sign the boys off? You know where to find him, at H-Man Coker. Ooh, yes. Hey, new music coming out soon. Sydney coming out soon. Drop that on the Misfits. That's all I'm saying. Yo, yeah, Sydney Hill coming out soon. Um, he might as well drop it while he's out there. You ask me, yes, might as well. But I'll <laughs> let him do it. I'll let him, you know. Hey, I'll hey, hey, him, hey. I'll let him drop it when he wants to. Hopefully it's not like a Rihanna situation where we're asking for new music and that shit <laughs> never comes. <laughs> no, man, no, no, no. You just put me on the spot, definitely. Yeah, no. You heard it here first. And when I, I'm telling you, Sydney Hill is my shit, and I haven't even heard the whole shit. Yo, yeah, yeah, no, I, f- I felt you when you, what you said, man. I really love that song. Shout out to Lenny too. Lenny um created that beat. And when that comes out, Adrian will be back on the podcast again. Open invite Thank for Adrian Coker, David that Spence Spence, and for the good brother LV. I am merely just Ronnie. So we'll see you on episode seventy-seven of the Football Misfits. Until then, adios, everybody. Shouts to Afcon. Shouts to Afcon. Africa. Bars.